you have to make sure you stack up enough wins to offset the setbacks. It's as simple as that. As long as you get up one more time than you got knocked down, you're a winner. Fight. Stay in the fight. Keep fighting. Never give up. Never quit. Never quit. Never quit. Now let's join Bill Higgins as he shares the secret to approaching every day with a never quit attitude. Welcome back to the Never Quit Podcast. Welcome back, Never Quitters. This is Bill Higgins, host of the Never Quit Podcast, and I am coming to you today with a story of motivation and redemption. We're going to get into our time machines and go back to 1993 and the National League Championship Series between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Atlanta Braves. Now, this is back in 1993. There is no wild card. There is no divisional round. Game one of the National League Championship Series is game one of the playoffs in the postseason that year. Okay, And we have the Phillies, who hadn't been in the playoffs in over 10 years. They finished in last place the previous season. The Braves, on the other hand, have been the National League East champions five years in a row and have appeared in the last two World Series. Didn't win, but were the National League representative in the previous two World Series. Now, the Phillies obviously weren't favored weren't favored to win this game. But we were fortunate enough to be able to start our ace in game one. So Kurt Schilling steps to the mound and pitches a fantastic game. Fantastic game. Uh, they go into the ninth inning with a 3-2 lead, and we're bringing our closer in. And whether you know or don't know, our closer at that time was Wild Thing Mitch Williams. Now, Mitch Williams had saved 43 games that season. 43 games. Uh, none of them were pretty. Not one of those 43 saves was a pretty win. But uh, he had saved 43 games. He was our closer, and he's coming in to finish out this game. So... In comes Wild Thing Mitch Williams. Another thing that the Phillies had often done late in games was bringing a defensive replacement for third baseman Dave Hollins. And that defensive replacement was a man by the name of Kim Batiste. Kim Batiste. Now, you may have never heard of Kim Batiste before, but I'm going to tell you his story. So he's brought in as a defensive replacement. Now, I can't stress that enough. The reason he's being brought in is that he is a better option at third base than our starter, Dave Hollins. Okay. So as Mitch is often apt to do, here we are in the top of the ninth, and Mitch Williams walks the first batter. He walks the first batter. This is what he always did, walk the first batter. Fortunately, he gets his act together. Second batter comes up. He pitches to him and gets him to hit into a routine grounder. Ground ball to third base. It's going to be a double play. Batista's going to turn this. Two outs, Mitch Williams should finish this out, and the Phillies will have their first postseason win in 10 years. But that's not what happened. Batiste, Brown, uh, Batiste plays the ground ball perfectly, fields the ball perfectly, scoops it up, makes the throw to second base, wide right, by about three or four feet. He throws the ball wide right, goes into the outfield. Uh, the runner advances to third. Now we got runners on the corners, no outs. Mitch Williams gives up that run, all right? Now, I don't blame him. I mean, I'm not faulting him. In fact, actually, it's it's amazing he only gave up one run. We go to the top, the bottom of the ninth now, tied. Nobody scores in the ninth inning. They bring back Mitch Williams to pitch the 10th inning, which is totally unheard of from a perspective of 
Uh, today's baseball, guy blows a save. He's not coming back to pitch the 10th. Uh, they probably have three different batters. They go right, left, right, left, right, left uh, to get out of the uh, to get out of the game. But anyway, that's kind of an aside. So Mitch Williams comes in. He gets us. He gets us uh, out of the tenth inning. We go to the bottom of the tenth, tied at three. First batter's Mariano Duncan. Grounds out. Second batter John Cruck doubles the right field. He's on second base now. Normally, you say that's a runner in scoring position, a man on second, runner in scoring position. But when that runner is John Cruck, eh, not so sure. Cruck's a little overweight, not exactly known for his speed, uh, not really an athletic uh, specimen. Um, in fact, the name of his book was uh, I Ain't No Athlete Lady. So um, Cruck has been pretty uh, self-deprecating in that regard over the years, but He's a hell of a baseball player. Uh, brought a lot of great, great memories to to Philadelphia. Um, one of my favorite baseball players of all time, actually. But not known for his speed. So he's on second, and guess who comes to the plate? Kim Batiste. Now this is the guy who is now a goat for what happened in the ninth inning. That wide right throw. Now listen, when I say goat, we're not talking about the capital G-O-A-T like we talk about. Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, some people even say it about LeBron James. Uh, we're talking about the small G-O-A-T. G-O-A-T as in goat, as in the animal that goes ba ba ba. He's the goat for what he did the previous inning. Has a chance of probably being uh, the punchline of a lot of jokes in Philadelphia. Probably has an opportunity to be one of the more hated Philly sports fans, uh, sports uh, figures by fans going forward. But what does Batiste do? He steps up to the plate. He's in his moment. And he takes a 1-2 pitch. Hits a double. Crux scores. Phillies win the game 4-3. to three, And now they've won their very first game in 10 years. Their first postseason game in 10 years. It was an exciting moment for the Phillies. It was an exciting moment for Phillies fans. And it was an exciting moment for Kim Batiste. They carried him off the field. This guy, not 20 minutes earlier, was a GOAT. Small G. And now he's being hauled off the field as the hero of the game. All right. What a moment of redemption. What an opportunity. He, t he sees the opportunity to fix the mistake that he made, and he did it, and the Phillies win the game. So the reason I share this story to you is this. Well, number one, unfortunately, Kim Batiste passed away this week. Uh, passed away on Wednesday. Uh, 27 years and one day uh, after that big October 6, 1993 uh, victory. But the other reason I share this story with you is how many times in your life have you screwed up and we're looking for an opportunity at redemption? Did you seize the opportunity when it presented itself? That opportunity will present itself. No matter how bad things are, no matter what went wrong, you will have an opportunity at redemption. Will you seize it? Will you be ready for that moment? Kim Batiste was, fortunately for him, his moment came less than 20 minutes uh, after uh, his greatest uh, defeat or, his, or, or the adversity that he had to deal with. But I, I've said this many times before, and I'll continue to say it on this show. If, you're li you are, if you were listening to this show, this show is designed to help people who are going into a crisis, in the middle of a crisis, or coming out of a crisis. And wherever you are in your life, just remember that there will be an opportunity for redemption. Seize it, just like Kim Batiste did. 
you know, my uh, my heart goes out to Kim Batiste and his family. Uh, the man was only 53 years old, died of complications um, stemming from a kidney uh, infection or a kidney operation. And uh, like I said, he passed away. 53, that's awful young to die. Um, so I, I feel bad for him and his family. I hadn't thought of the man since 1993. 1993, but as soon as I heard he passed away, that that moment uh, came back to me and how exciting it was to see him carried off the field and feeling good for him, feeling good for a guy who had made a mistake and had a quick opportunity at redemption. Now, your opportunity for redemption isn't going to come 20 minutes after you screw up. I'm still um, working through my moments of redemption, but, you know, two years ago, you know, I had probably the, mo- the worst uh, moment of my life, you know, two years ago, actually about two and a half years ago now. And it was self-inflicted. I brought it on myself, ruined my career, uh, you know, pretty much was at my lowest point in my life. But in the meantime, I've seized opportunities for redemption. You know, I took a chance. I, 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 I um, took an opportunity to manage a restaurant and that didn't work out. And six months after we opened the restaurant, you know, it closed. It, it wasn't the success I expected it to be. I seized the opportunity or I thought I had the opportunity. I seized it, but it didn't pan out. And another opportunity presented itself. And um, in a sales job now, I'm the top sales guy in my company. I set a goal of a million dollars in sales this year. I crossed that two weeks ago. Um, I uh, And just, just to put that in perspective, last year, nobody in the company sold a million dollars in uh, in products. So, um, I seize the opportunity. You know, I don't know that I've, I've fully uh, redeemed myself yet. I'm working. That's something I work on every day. But I seize the opportunity. So where are your opportunities at redemption? You're going to have a setback. You may have more multiple setbacks. You probably will have multiple setbacks. But you'll always have opportunities at redemption. Make sure that you seize them. Make sure that you seize those opportunities at redemption. I'm going to take a short break. I'll be right back. I have something else I want to tell you before I close out the show. So one of the things I really like to do on this show is give you some tips, some strategies, some ideas of things that you can do to help you improve your life. Things that I do to help me and hopefully they're things that can benefit you. Listen, I talk about a lot of different things. I give out a lot of different ideas. I don't expect anybody to take everything I say and do it 100%. But if one out of 20 things I talk about helps you, then it, then it was a success. Even if one out of 100. Um, when I listen to uh, other people, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I watch a lot of uh, different motivational uh, videos. I read a lot of books. Uh, on business, on selling, on improving your life, a whole plethora of things. And if I read a whole book and I got one good idea out of it, I consider it a win. All right. If I go to a seminar, even if I spend a whole day there and I got one good idea, I consider it a win. So I share these things with you. Hopefully every once in a while I tell you something that works. Um, if, If that works for you, great. That's what I'm trying to do. So Something that kind of dawned on me, and this kind of follows up with that Kim Batiste um, story. It's unfortunate. A lot of times we only think about things when people die. But last week, uh, Gail Sayers died, uh, former um, Chicago Bear Gail Sayers, who was the inspiration to the movie Brian's Song. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Brian's Song. 
I don't know if I did. When I, I remember the movie, I remember it's a great story of inspiration, um, but I don't know that I ever saw it. Well, because uh, Gail Sayers passed away, it had me thinking about it and, it, and it gave me the opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to go check that movie out. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the movie Brian's Song, and I know there's a good inspirational message in there, which I'm going to probably share on, on uh, uh, one of my very near future podcasts here. But that's not why I'm talking about this today. What I'm talking about today is, the reason I'm sharing this with you today is this, is when something happens, some event occurs, somebody passes away, um, you know, or there's a holiday that honors somebody, recognizes somebody, like we have Monday is going to be Columbus Day. Um, we celebrate the 4th of July holiday, uh, Independence Day. Uh, when these things occur, it, it actually is an opportunity for you to maybe do a little more research on that subject or to do something related to that that you've always wanted to do and hadn't had a chance to. Like I said, the passing of Gail Sayers. I never did, I don't think I ever watched that movie, Brian. So I remember when I was a kid, it was on a lot on, you know, uh, network television, but I just don't remember sitting down and watching it. I want to watch that movie again and get that inspirational message. Columbus Day. We all learned about the founding of our country, uh, how Christopher Columbus, uh, you know, everybody thought the world was flat and he thought the world was round. So he comes over here and he thought he ended up in the West Indies, right? And that's where the Indians got their name because Christopher Columbus thought he was meeting Indians uh, and he really was in America, et cetera, et cetera. We know that story. But how much do we really know about it? Because when we're in school, we learn less because we want to learn, but more because we're being forced to. But as adults, when we learn, it's usually a subject that we want to learn about. We want to gain some knowledge. So on Columbus Day, I encourage you to read a little bit more about Christopher Columbus, more than that basic story you learned in elementary school. See what you can learn about the man. On President's Day, when President's Day comes around, you know, sit down with a book or watch a, a, a biography on one of the presidents. Pick any of them. And, and really, if you, you know, I know right now uh, there's a lot going on with the election. Maybe more current presidents or more controversial. Look back, you know, read a biography about George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, or maybe one of the uh, lesser known uh, presidents, um, you know, McKinley, uh, whatever. Somebody that, that really in school you didn't get a whole lot of the history. Just a couple weeks ago, I listened to an auto uh, an audible book by and I'm not a fan um, but Chris Wallace wrote a book called 1945 about the atomic bomb and about how um, uh, the, the the transition between um, FDR to Truman Truman didn't even know the bomb existed and then a month or two months after he becomes president he's dropping the bomb in Japan right so how you know that that story is fascinating. All right, and I don't even know what, what caused me to want to learn more about that story. But one, I guess the, the point I'm trying to make here is one of the things that I do is when I'm presented with a moment or a situation, I look at ways that that can help me expand my mind. Like I said, Columbus Day, I'm going to do a little more reading about Christopher Columbus, see if I can learn something about Christopher Columbus that I didn't know before. If I do, I'll share it with you on this podcast. Um my kids, if they're reading a book, Sarah's in 10th grade now, so she's reading a lot of things that I enjoyed, but I probably didn't get as much out of when I was in school. She just, uh, one of her classes, they were watching The Great Gatsby. Well, The Great Gatsby was my favorite book of all time. So it gave me an opportunity to talk to her about that. 
Um, and then last week she was reading a book um, by Ray Bradbury, uh, Fahrenheit 451, which I actually just read last year and then watched the movie. But we had a real good opportunity to have a dialogue back and forth about that. So take advantage of those opportunities um, that your kids are learning something in school and expand your own mind with it. You know, there are a lot of things that you probably should have learned in high school that you didn't uh, and college that you didn't. I'm I'm as guilty of that as anybody, but now I take those opportunities to learn more. So I, I just something I wanted to put out there to you uh, to give you that opportunity uh, to see if if that strategy works for you to help you expand your mind because sometimes you want to learn so many things and there's so many different things you want to learn and it's just too daunting. Take them in those little um, small bites. They say, "How do you eat an elephant?" Right, one bite at a time. How do you learn more? One subject at a time how do you learn those subjects or how do you uh, decide what subject you're going to follow up on look at the opportunities that are presenting themselves okay so i challenge you to do that uh this monday christopher columbus day learn a little bit more about christopher columbus i'm going to find out something about christopher columbus that i didn't know or i learned more about and share that on the next episode of the podcast hope you enjoyed today's show if you did Please hit that like button, share it, get it out to other people. We're trying our best to grow the audience. If you could leave a review, it would mean a lot to me. I hear a lot of people tell me, hey, I really enjoy the podcast, but then I go look at the reviews and they don't follow up that way. You'd be doing me a great favor and a great service if you would go to the podcast wherever you listen to it and leave a review. It helps other people um, learn more about the show. Uh, it helps the show grow and more people can benefit from it. So please do that for me. I look forward to joining you again here real soon. And in the meantime, never surrender, never give up, never quit. Remember, tomorrow isn't promised, but today is. Get out there and make the very best of it. Your best days lie ahead of you. 